Hello, this is Mike Tyson for another amazing episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Mike Tyson. I'm who kid. And who we have here today is extremely special. He drops them all. He's the man, Jake Paul. Talk to me, baby. Talk, Yo, what's talk. Good, what's Great good, what's fight good? the other night with Nate. Thank you, man. How do you feel? You sore or anything? My a little sore, just like the normal fight soreness. It's man, look tense. Huh? Yeah, not like not too bad though. I'm feeling good. Just have been going nonstop since then, and uh, yeah, man, trying to like just like soak it all in. But I'm very, very happy with the performance, the outcome, the best I've ever felt in the ring. So everything's been been fun since that moment. What's next? Man, I guess this. I guess maybe MMA. You know, tell me about <laughs> rematch. <laughs> rematch. Have you ever trained MMA before? No, I mean like joking around. Like I've done like two or three like jujitsu little classes, like just for like some content to like troll people that I was going to do MMA. And, but I, obviously I was a high school wrestler, like Ohio division one. So I have that background, but I think not a lot of boxers have gone over besides like Amanda Serrano, maybe some others, but, and actually done MMA fights. So I want to go into their sport and their craft. Cause they keep on making excuses. They're like, Oh, it's boxing. It's different. Well, what happens when I go in and beat Nate Diaz in his own craft? Oh God. I like to see that happen. Yeah. That's I what like I'm to saying. See that happen. So listen, what do you think? Cause I had, a, um, I like to call it a discussion on a debate. <clears throat> what do you think about people thinking about you're not really, um, what's that word, relevant and stuff, you're not a real fighter. Cause I had a discussion with somebody about that, and they said I was using the wrong word as saving boxing. <laughs> and he had also said if I had another opportunity to change that word, I would have. Mm. And so um, I had to write him back and explain to him, you never drew 100 million people or 70 million people <laughs> to the fight, have you? And you're a professional champ. You're a champ of the world. And you've never been able to do that. So that means he's helping boxing. You never helped boxing before. <laughs> boxing helped you. And so that's changing the game. Do you think you're changing boxing? Do you think you're bringing a, um, a different um, demographics to boxing? Yeah, I think shining a new light on it and promoting it in a different way and bringing a new fan base to it that didn't really care. And a big new fan base, you know, like... My my built-in followings are around like 75 million, 80 million. And so they're all now getting exposed to boxing for the first time mm. and falling in love with it because of my story, because they care about me, as well as other influencers. And it's this, this whole movement where this new uh, generation of kids now all of a sudden cares about fighting. They care about training. They care about the technique, the jab. Like, how is he throwing? How is he looking? How is his cardio? How is his stamina? Who are his coaches? How is he looking? What is his footwork? And these are 13-year-old kids who are now obsessed with the sport, and there's millions of them. And over the past, you know, four years, if you look four years ago, boxing, like, wasn't in the conversation in even the top ten sports in America. And now it's, like, number three for the younger generation. Um, so the, definitely the impact in terms of just the numbers is there. 
the the pay-per-view numbers are there so obviously there's interest but most importantly regardless of my fights is what i'm doing to help other fighters and growing their platforms like amanda serrano getting her the paydays you know putting ashton silva in the spotlight well exactly that's what they didn't understand you coming in on the scene bring more revenue to the sport yep you know and they don't understand that because all they know how to do is fight no exactly and and it's a business first actually the fight is comes second. All all of the businesses, the media, the lead up, the promotion, the negotiations, the marketing, and then the fight is the last thing that happens. I know, but none of that mark, none of that means nothing. You can't bring the people in the seats. Exactly. All that stuff you just said don't mean shit if you can't pack the house. And you so, pack the house. So that's, all that stuff is out of the picture for you. And that's what I wanted to do is bring that difference into the sport and the sports saved me out of like a very, very dark place in a dark time and gave me routine and discipline and put my life back on track and who knows where I'd be without boxing. So that's why my goal has always been to give everything I can back to this sport and to help others because I love this sport. It gives me so much joy, so much passion, so much purpose. And so if someone else out there can experience that and one person even just one person takes up the sport of boxing and it changes their life forever or they become the next mike tyson or ollie whatever it might be if i can have any effect or touch on that that then i can die happy and man i just like this sport needs a lot of work like i'm just scratching the surface of what i'm going to accomplish in terms of changing this sport because there's a lot that needs to be worked on uh so that fighters specifically can benefit more because they're taking advantage of their side. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, what do you think about the corrupt state of boxing? Yeah, it's 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 the most one of the most corrupt businesses in the world. Lots of sharks, lots of people who don't care about their business reputation. They can get away with things in other businesses that if you're you normally a thief in can't. boxing, you have a good reputation. That's how it works. Yeah, no, and and so many fighters are taken advantage of when they're young signing to these like 10 15 fight deals for this like guaranteed money and then they're locked in and their promoters take advantage. and they're not getting the money they were guaranteed and they're not getting fights we'll give you 10 fights but as soon as you get to nine fights we're not fighting you anymore so then they're just stuck they're just stuck in the contract and it happens like Time and time and time again. In the form of slavery, they own you. Yeah, they own you. It's it's like almost it's worse than than record labels, and they take advantage of these kids because there's a, a lot of the people are from you know like inner cities, and there's not like tons of financial literacy and all this crazy shit, and so that's these evil shark businessmen who are like preying on these kids and these families. Um, who desperately need the, the, the money, and then the, the, all of a sudden they're one of the biggest boxing stars in the world, and they're getting paid you know like $10,000 for a fight when they should be making millions, and there's no way for them to get out of it, and there's just all these crazy things, and it, it's just bad, and people are in this business just looking to, to make money over anything, really. In the beginning, you were in that kind of deal, or how did you get out of that, like, to avoid that? No, I, I wasn't in that deal, but I, I came in from a different standpoint where I, okay. where I didn't need that. And I understand, I also understand why fighters, you know, take that, because at first, they're like, I need this money. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, the, the biggest thing is to 
maybe there's a 17-year-old fighter watching right now who's about to turn 18, who's about to be offered a 10-fight contract. Like, don't do it. No way. <laughs> like, b- build your value. Mm. Build your value. You gotta make the promoters. patient. If you have promoters, you gotta make them compete against one another. Exactly. Exactly. And and be patient. Take it fight by fight. And that, and that moment will come um, for sure. But, yeah, it's... it's there's a lot of sharks in boxing and a lot of shady people, and you just yeah you got to be careful. But are, are there famous like um, like sharks out there that we need to be worried about? Or yeah, you want to save? That's how they attract the fighters by being famous. Yeah, <laughs> you know you see Don with all the <laughs> I want to be associated with that. Yeah, they want to get in the same rooms with these mm. people. And, and the thing is, the the reason why I'm shaking up the game so much is because I don't need the money from promotion. Every Everything I've put, I've, I've lost money from my promotional company oh, wow. in terms of just my time added, all the work I do. All, it's like break even at best, but it's simply for the love of the sport. Me and my promotional partner do it because we want to help these other fighters realize their dreams and, and grow. And yes, we're like we break even, but it's like, these other promoters do it for their living. That's how they f- put family, their family's food on the table. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be greedy. They're going to want more and more and more. This is like a side quest for me and my other partner. He's already c- could retire. I could retire. So we're not doing this out of the need for money where all the other promoters, that's their main thing on how they make money. And that's why I'm shaking up the game so much, giving better deals, taking care of the fighters more, giving them the fights they want. They're not locked into our one contract where you have to fight on this broadcast. We could fight on zone, We could fight on Showtime. We could fight on ESPN. We could do whatever we want. And so that's how we're like shaking up the game. And it's, it's because we don't need the money. We don't care about the money. It's like, Okay, cool. Someone fights for five million dollars, and we make a percentage of that. Like, it's not like life changing money for either me or my partner Nikisa. So we're just doing it to make the sport a better place. Is it? That's, that's gonna be very difficult, but you know, I'm it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. But someone's got to do it, and I believe that the the more people that talk about it, the bigger the movement gets. The, the more the game has changed and the bigger the sport grows, it, it sparks something to start to change. And uh, I believe that it's going to help the sport. In, in a decade, we're going to see a different sport because of what we're doing, I believe. I think so, too. Things are change. Is, is it an ongoing thing for Jake Paul to go against, like, the boxing enthusiasts or the fight experts where what you're doing is not tradition. It's just like you're going against the grain. It's not real, like, traditional boxing or... I guess, yeah, it's it's different, right? But that's what the sport needed because whatever was happening before wasn't... There's no excitement. No yeah, no. there wasn't garnering the interest. <laughs> um, UFC was killing them. Yeah, and and now look at like boxing's back and, and bigger and dominating UFC and just just analytically this year. So, um, yeah, like people want to see something they've never seen before. That's 
I mean, you bust your very, ass. Very do, do you get mad at certain times when you read the articles? Like, you know, do you get pissed off yourself? It must be. Everybody do. I did a little bit. We all do. Yeah, like, they just don't understand what goes into it. And then you have, like, the... Uh, it never boxed before. Yeah, they, you have, like, the, the fat people, like, on the couch who are, like, <laughs> saying all this shit about t- telling me how to box or telling me, you know... He didn't mean fat people in a, uh, you know I mean, in a disrespectful way. That's <laughs> the ones that lay on the couch and do nothing but criticize people. Yeah, no, and they're just, like, on Twitter, like, all the time, like, r- you know, saying things about people, but... They don't ever actually do anything or know how to fight. Or then they make excuses for all of my opponents. It's on Friday night before the fight, Nate Diaz is going to kick Jake Paul's ass. Jake's a bitch. Fuck him. Da-da-da. Nate's a dog. Never been knocked out. He's going to out-cardio Jake. Then when I absolutely dominate him, it's, oh, man, like... Nate, you know, is an MMA fighter. He does jujitsu. Oh, they're giving him that we, excuse. We would say, yeah, like, bro, like, shut up. Look, this is this, these are the people. <laughs> oh hell! He needs to start throwing that jab more. It's like these are the type. Of when people. did the last whale tell you? It's like look at this guy, man. These are the people when people like talk to me on Twitter about shit. Like this is literally what I envision. I'm like, yeah. when, when he died, they're gonna have to cut him out of the wall. To get him that's out. what I'm saying. You know, they're gonna have to cut. The, you know, when they cut the door, they cut the wall out and they throw this big nigga out and he gets me and he can't. Fit the door no more because then that fucking eating his heart blew up. They gotta get. They gotta cut the wall out. You know you ever seen that? They, the fire. Uh, they get the fire. You ever seen that before? Out? I haven't seen. Like a nine hundred pound motherfucker died. They, they can't fit oh, through the door. Oh yeah, they, they gotta <laughs> see it. They bring in the whole like pickup truck, yeah, get them out of their ambulance. Bed. They bury them in a piano <laughs> case, up. right? When they bury them in piano cases and shit. Yeah. Yo, I, I thought you were gonna like actually get it over with on the first round. With me that. too. I like. Me too. Famous head's over. It's over. <laughs> what was your assessment of Nate Diaz in, like, in the beginning of the rounds? I mean, just a warrior. Uh, just a warrior, unorthodox, throwing punches from all angles, nonstop, taking in mm. insane amounts of damage. I don't know how he survived the first round. Yeah, I don't know how he uh, But, yeah, like that's, that's what he's known for. He's a it's dog. Tough and durable. He's a dog, all respect yeah, to him. All the way to the end. All the way, all 10 rounds. How did that feel, man? That was super, like, exhausting. No, but that's like, good. Get comfortable going 10 rounds. Just get comfortable. Go. Don't feel discouraged. You don't knock everybody out. Cause you're not going to knock everybody out. Get comfortable going 10. What kind of cardio? Because if you get comfortable going 10, that dive is exhausting. Yeah, no, that's what I loved about it is I signed up for 10 rounds and then actually went 10 rounds, and that experience is priceless, especially... And you knocked them down. And throwing that many punches and just knowing that my gas tank, I could keep on going no matter what. The more the easier it becomes. Yeah, and and doing it in sparring is one thing, but doing it under the lights is, is completely different. So that gave me, like, a lot of confidence moving forward, and I think it was great, great experience that I'm going to learn from. And and a lot of times, the the biggest, one of the biggest criticisms of my boxing has been, like, oh, well, his cardio, oh, well, his cardio. And, and in a lot of cases, they were right, because in sparring, I would feel comfortable, and then I'd get into the fight and just be, like, trying to load up too much, mm-hmm. and then I would, like, get tired, a little nerves, adrenaline. But even if they are right, tell them they're not. No, but now they're not. They're, now they're not. I went back to the drawing board, 
and figured it out, brought in a new strength and conditioning coach and just got my, my mind and everything right. And that was all the difference in the world. It was the new strength and conditioning coach, nutritionist. My diet was completely different for this fight. And my new head coach who pushed me 20, 25 rounds almost every single day in practice. And that was all the difference in the world. I went 10 rounds easy. Um, but I don't think I was being pushed hard enough before. So went back to the drawing board, and now my cardio is on point. Could have done 12 rounds. So what do you think about um, if you don't fight um, Nate, who would you fight next? Tommy? Yeah, I think the Tommy rematch is, is going to happen at some point. Um, you know, put him down on the canvas, split decision, and I, I'm you're ready. You're ready. I, I know. You're ready, like throwing the weight. No, yeah, like he got, <laughs> like he caught me at my worst. Like yeah. kudos to him, but I, I needed the loss. I'm not making excuses. It put me on this new track of like having this insane amount of motivation and just being like super, super locked in. Where where I wasn't that locked in before i was trying to cut corners and you just can't do that in the sport when you're cheating yourself when you're beating everyone putting them down to the canvas winning knockout of the year 10 million dollars here 20 million dollars there wow. you kind of are like see yeah, you like, who's gonna who's <laughs> gonna beat me and then you get beat and then you're like, you're like oh shit. Fuck. <laughs> but when i when i got beat i started making more money when I got beat, oh, the before they said nobody know. could beat you. Yeah. But once I got beaten, there's a chance I could be beaten now. So now people could bet. Oh, okay. You know, that's what boxing that is about too. Money. It's all about money. If you're still invincible, you're beating everybody. Like we thought too, you're gonna knock them out, this and that. When people think that they don't really invest that much, but when they see you got a competition, competitiveness, and you can lose, then they start betting. That's crazy, man. Isn't it crazy? That is crazy. I don't, just, I don't understand life. Yeah, I know. It's interesting because a lot of people that didn't want to fight me before when I lost, they were all in the emails, like, ready to fight. Now, all that is yeah. money. All that there is money. That's yeah. all that is money. No, it, was a, it was a big weekend for the Pauls, man. I, your brother won in WWE. So how does it Oh, tell me about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> WWE. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, Logan Paul, WWE, he won actually the same weekend. See how he handled himself in that shit. How does it yeah, feel he, to have your brother like on ringside? Like, no, support? it's it, it's it's amazing, man. It's it's very surreal, and the, the fact that both of our like fights uh, fell on the same day. That's crazy. And getting to do it, he's in Detroit in front of 50,000 people, gets on a private, private jet. jet. I'm coming in in the tank to the arena. He shows up in a WWE outfit. We walk out, little Dirk. Like no. every, everything about it was just a, a surreal moment. And, man, just like standing there in the ring with him with my arm around him after the fight, mm. just – Looking up oh, and seeing the shit. crowd, look, like look, 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 look. this shit Please. is fuck you, fuck <laughs> you. Yeah, he he's like a he's literally a superstar, and just to see him perform on this stage and this level, he's made for. He's such an amazing entertainer. Exactly. You know what I found out in my life? Look, look, look. Oh, 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 oh. see ya. Oh, <laughs> suplex. What was that? Suplex. Dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> he still kissed his girl after the Super Bowl. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> no, and it's crazy how good he is at this, like, in just a short amount of time. I, I know he's going to be the WWE champion. Oh, that's going to be so cool. Because he's going to do it. You got to come out to him now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. 
Oh, Ooh, that's beautiful. He's athletic too, so that's what makes it awesome. Yeah, the athleticism in this stuff is like wrestling is a lot of physical shit. Man. A lot of card. You can't sleep on that shit. You've done it before, right, Mike? You've been. You've been. I'm in the, I'm in the Hall of Fame. Brother. Wow. Where the fuck you been? I don't know if you physically like body slammed it. Yes, I'm in the Hall okay. of Fame. <laughs> You're in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah. Wow! Hey, baby, I know. I, I, you I'm do a, it all. Yeah, <laughs> you do it all, man. You are you are an amazing person, man. Thank you. Thank I you. wanted to say I wanted to say that like thank you for the opportunity that you gave me to be on the Nate Robinson card because none of this would have happened without that opportunity. Damn, so I just want to say no, thank no, you. No, 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 no. It's not about me. It's about you taking advantage of the opportunity. Me giving you an opportunity. Even though I do like you, don't mean I like you. And the Giants gave you an opportunity. Yeah, you took advantage of it. Yep, capitalized on the moment. You. you only get one shot. Do not miss no. your chance. <laughs> <laughs> one shot. Do not. Will Eminem be somebody you would mind coming out to one of your? Yeah, listen. The fight was over when Eminem came out. The fight was over. Yeah. When he came out with Eminem, the fight was with over. With Terrence Crawford. Yeah. <laughs> over, and the he had the fishnet on like he was going to catch fight. a shark. Yeah. Shit, man. I mean, you, you had a little dirt, man. Uh, now everybody knows the album's coming out because of your fight. Yeah, there's Deluxe. That's crazy. Yeah, no. Well, I, know who little Dirk, I know who Lil Dirk is, but your fan base know who he is now. Yeah. Lil Dirty Dirk. Yeah, we have... We, <laughs> Dirty Dirk. I'm fucking with you, Dirk. Shout out. <laughs> Dirty Dirk. Is that a relationship or you known Dirk for a while? Or Yeah, I've known Dirk for a long time. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't even know how many years, but we've always just like gone back and forth, talked, supported each other. He's he's a real one. He's a real one, like really good guy, really solid guy. And now finally we got to, you know, do, do something together mm. in terms of just like business or whatever. So... Um, man, it's it's cool, and it, to me, it was like the perfect song to walk out to. Just like, oh my love. Oh yeah, the like, J Cole joint. Yeah, that's hard. Keep me down. So yeah, it goes with your whole aura. Yeah, exactly. I mean, coming from, uh, I mean, damn, Ohio, Cleveland is cold. Cleveland man. is crazy, right? Like, yeah, Cleveland is very crazy. Cleveland <laughs> yeah. very crazy. Don't go down there and think they're country bunking. Oh, it's over. Go down there. Was it rough for, for you back then? I mean, I never he heard any Cleveland. Well, you live by the flats. Well, you live Lorraine. Mm -hmm. No, Westlake. Westlake. Yeah. You you trained out there for a while. Yeah, right? I lived out there for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's cold, man. Uh, super cold, but it, I love it. I love people, water time too. The people are so nice. The food. You don't realize how good the food is until you go back. Frog legs. Like, that's the first time I've eaten frog legs. Yeah, frog legs. Really? Like, fro yeah, frog legs. Look some it's chicken. frog legs in Cleveland? Yeah, it's some yeah. chicken shit, man. What does it taste like? It tastes like chicken, chicken it's shit. It's like chicken. What? Like barbecue no, listen, chicken. Once, <laughs> once you taste that muscle, that muscle's so good. Nah. Oh, you get the ketchup. You taste, it a, chick, you, you taste it a frog muscle before? Yeah, so we, me and my dad, like we, he had a cabin in southern Ohio, and we would go there and catch these like giant bullfrogs. What? And we would make the frog legs fresh. And what's crazy is you would like cut off their legs and they would still be jumping around for like the next like three hours. No, nah, like, they, like they a responsive like reaction. Like, yeah, like it was it was trippy. So as kids where these frogs are like jumping around, you're like tripped out. But so what do you put on it? Like hot sauce? It's like, like barbecue, little <laughs> maybe like some barbecue honey. 
I felt, I felt <laughs> guilty I was eating that shit. What? Yeah, <laughs> fucking frog. Fucking frog. Good as a motherfucker. Especially if you're getting high and drinking and shit. Oh, no. It's like, yeah, good-ass chicken. <laughs> Were you one of the ones that was pissed when LeBron left Cleveland? I was pissed as so a kid. So you were pissed. Did you I burn his pissed. jersey? Everyone was pissed. <laughs> Everyone, that, like, it was like such a letdown. I remember the exact moment where I was watching Oh, you remember? That. <laughs> where were you? I was in my friend's house. We, we were supposed to be going to this workout, but we stopped because we saw what time it was. We go to his house. We're sitting there in the living room, and then, like, just the biggest letdown ever. And just, but he came outrage. back and gave you a championship, didn't he? No, of course. Yeah, I, I think it made it all the, the story better in the long run. But at first, man, people, he's gonna have a documentary up the up the ass, huh? You have a great documentary when it comes. Yeah, but that was a sad moment, man. I grew up, I grew up watching LeBron going to the games. So he, was, I remember when he was in high school. Yeah, St. Vincent, St. Mary. Yeah. Is uh, MGK part of your repertoire? Like, you know, like, uh, I know Trippy Red's from Canton, but that old region. Yeah, the Baseball Hall of Fame is in Canton, right? Yeah. Fo- football. And the Baseball or football? Football. Yeah, football. I've been there once before. Yeah. M- MGK, uh, we're cool. Yeah, he's got his whole his whole squad. It's it's pretty He's not tight. cool with Eminem, though, is he? No, they got yeah, fighting. They have beef. Yeah, like, rap beef. Yeah, they Why he gonna fuck beef. with Eminem? I don't know, man. He's gonna be in a bad shape, man. That's crazy. <laughs> you can't rap with that. That's the last guy in rap you want to mess Has with. Has anybody ever? I don't think anybody's ever like conquered Eminem in anything, man. I don't know. Well, they had diss tracks back and forth, mm-hmm. and they're both like good. Like no, I don't. I don't think there was like a decisive winner. In that rap beef, I gotta they both they both like. I gotta hear other. that. I gotta hear it, man. They both, they, <laughs> I don't see him in Eminem. It honestly just made like both of them way way bigger, and just it was very entertaining. But and no one like bodied the other one. It was just like very. It was good on both sides. Mm. It was a draw. It was a draw. <laughs> What's up? Your rap career you used to spit, right? Spit. Baby, yeah. sit for us. Oh, I'm dropping a song. I'm dropping a song uh, like this week, actually. Yeah. Oh, all right, we need some lyric. Give us lyric, some bars from yeah, that record. Right? What, what, what's the what's the highlight? Of it? <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You suck that. That's it right there. Give, give Beats us a bar. By Mike. <laughs> give us a bar from that song, man. Before it comes out, go ahead. Um, let me say. I'm trying to think of like what the best part of the. The Paul name were the billion of being it go like a synonym. Cleveland couldn't see the vision that me and Braun made him witness it. Kel's got them all listening. I've been feeling like I'm Johnny Depp on the Flying Fox in the Caribbean. The goal is never to be fitting in. Security keeping an effing in. Me and the money are best of friends. <laughs> Alec Monop the collection. All the knockouts with the right hand, but the rich look good on the left hand. Go marry the queen of the Netherlands. Benny Frank gonna be the best man. Try to tell you way too many times. <laughs> Baby, we got a spitter. We got a spitter. <laughs> oh shit! You were in my other rap uh, rap video. You go. He's got a rap video here. This one's first class, and then it goes into the music video. Hard, dude. Holy shit, spitting! They think you know you gonna be battling Eminem and 
Machine yeah. Gun Kelly. <laughs> you probably M&M Machine Gun Kelly? <laughs> nah, I'm good. I'm good. I just do it for fun. Like, yeah. for me, it's just fun. Like, I don't know why I've always loved it. And then I have a studio in my house in Puerto Rico. And oh, wow. I'm sitting there in training camp. There's nothing to do in training camp. So no. I'm just like, let's just make a song and see what happens. You got to put out a mixtape or something. Put man, it right? out. Yeah. You and Khaled. You and Khaled could do it. Come. We the best. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Me and Jeff Paul. We the best. We the best. We the best. <laughs> I love Khaled. He's en- he's so entertaining. Another guy who loves you is Snoop Dogg. Like I, I've interviewed him before. We talked about like your fight you had before, and he said, "Yo, I fuck with him." Like, what's your relationship with Snoop Dogg? He's always been super cool. Like, just meeting him, we went to his compound, got to hang out for him uh, a little bit. Uh, everyone around him in school, his son Cordell is is cool. Mm. Just a really good group of individuals. Good energy, positivity, and he's just like super wise. A lot to uh, learn from, and gives you that confidence in that boost i love people who like uplift others mm. and are super positive you you're like that you know just like you want everyone to win and snoop has that same energy and it's just like really really good to to be around and then his his business partner nick we've done some deals together and such oh, so wow. um yeah it's just it's just really cool and, and he's a legend and he's supported me and then i've win him a bunch of money we make some bets together against dana and just yeah, oh shit! Dana yeah, but Snoop's always been uh, on on Team Paul, so respect. Shout out to Snoop. We we interviewed Dana, and he said he does not hate you, so that, that's good, right? We got that out of the way, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He does not hate Jake Paul. Yeah, look, I mean, I don't, I don't hate him either. I just want him to pay fighters more. Hmm. You know, now that the company is making billions of dollars a year. And the fighters are only getting 15% of it. That's really where all of it stems from is wanting higher fighter pay and long-term health care for the fighters. And then, obviously, we've gotten into these exchanges that, like, muddies the purpose of why I've argued with him. But, you know, he throws out the fights are rigged. He's on steroids. Then I say something back about him being mm. bald and ugly. And then it gets... <laughs> It, it just gets, it gets like too messy. And then we start going like back and forth. Beef. Yeah. And then it just, and then it's just like stupid. And then it's just like entertainment. But then like the message of why we started, like why I started picking out, he started the beef by saying like, oh, Ben Askren's going to wipe the floor with him and saying all of the, I think it was actually on this show where he bet like a million dollars. That's kind of like where the feud started. What the, what, what was it? What kind of characteristic did Ben possess that make him think that uh, make um, Dana believe that he could win? Have you ever won a fight before, Ben? In MMA, he was very, very dominant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I think people just at that point in time, I hadn't beaten a real fighter, so there was still like a lot of questions unanswered. So I think Dana just had full belief that any fighter, real fighter, could beat me. Um, and then after I win, he discredits me. And that's really where the feud kind of erupted from. I don't know him as a person, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know how he is. I just think that his fighters, the, the fighter minimum in the UFC is $12,500. It should be at least 50000 If they made it 50000 that would change the smaller fighters' lives in a 
big, 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 big way. They wouldn't have to work other jobs. They could afford gym fees. They could afford the proper food. Right now, they're working other jobs, barely scraping by. And if they change the fighter minimum to 50000 per fight, it would only cost the UFC $20 million per year. But that $20 million would be going into the smaller fighters' pockets, and it's the world of a difference. Meanwhile, they're making $3 billion. What, 50, um, in what period make the 50000 50, no, just for uh, per fight. This is, and this is why I've picked this fight with him is because if they're not guaranteed these fights, by the way. So if you're a small fighter, it's like random, and then they're like, oh, here's, you have to do this fight to keep your UFC contract alive. Here's this fight. It's $12,500, and you might only fight once or twice in a year. So, yes, th that's why they have to work other jobs. And to me, that's crazy. If they at least get one fight a year for 50000 then they could just focus on that. And it's going to make the sport a better place. More people training full-time. You know, like, their skills are going to be advanced. It's going to be more exciting fights. And it's, it's such a small expense for them that would seriously, like, change the game. And, and I've said I'm down to fight someone in the UFC as long as he – you don't even have to pay me. Just change the fighter minimum from 12500 to 50000 And it's it, – to me, it's easy. No long-term health care. All of these things. At first – what he's done for the sport is incredible. Like, mm. kudos. We all appreciate it. We love MMA. But now that this sport and this league is the most profitable league in all of sports, pay your fighters more than 15% of the revenue. Well, you know, life is about, and no one likes me to hear that, life, life is about numbers and pimping and hoeing. You know, we're the fighters, we're the whores. In the promoters. <laughs> no, it's true. No, I feel it. No, it's true. Fighters, athletes are nothing but whores. Wow. No, it's true. Definitely fighters. You know what I mean? Maybe not the football players because they get paid for fighters when you first start. I didn't fight. I didn't get paid for three fights when I first started fighting. Oh, wow. Yeah, when I, when I met Amanda Serrano and her record at the time when I met her was like 38 and 1, 37 and 1. Yes. And she's like, yeah. I'm getting like eight thousand for fights, and then like in I, your pocket, I fought like I know <laughs> I got eight thousand in my pocket. She's like, <laughs> yeah, like she's like, yeah, and then I fought like last year for like five hundred dollars, and I was like, <laughs> oh shit, are you serious? And so me and Nikisa were like, all right, we should pay this girl for this card the most she's ever been paid, just to do this fight on our card, and. Boom, like that started a change in just on the woman's side of things, giving her the biggest payday, then continuing to do that and then getting her up to seven figures, getting her in a million dollar payday. And now the the women are just getting paid more and more and more. And that's how it should be. What's your company to, from what I'm hearing? You want to start your own promotion company? You want to have your fighters and everything? Yeah, I have I have most valuable promotions. Um and we're just slowly growing it. Right now, we're up to five fighters signed, four, four or five. Um, Ashton Silva, Shadeja Green, Amanda Serrano. Yeah, I saw Shadeja Green fight before already. Yeah. Yeah, so. Black chick, right? Yeah. Beast, the sweet strong, Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super strong, slick, super exciting fighter. 
and we're, we're trying to get her to challenge for the w, WBC belt. Then she's going to work her way into a fight with Clarissa Shields, and that'll probably be, oh, the, that's gonna be cool. the second biggest um, or the first. It might beat out Amanda Serrano versus Katie Taylor, but that'll be another massive, massive women's boxing event. So we're excited for that. And uh, just growing the roster, we signed we signed Juana, uh, the, the kid from Euphoria. He's been boxing his whole life before he was an actor, but he has like almost 15 million followers across all of social media and he was the biggest unsigned boxing star so we signed him to most valuable promotions he's still an amateur but he's 17 years old and he's going to be a massive massive star he's slick got all the skills the charisma the built-in following the engagement so we're excited about him you, you, you stated you would fight a ufc fighter who would who would you he is, right? Nate, yeah, I, I have Nate, the Nate I have the ten million dollar offer for Nate um, to to go to the PFL and fight me in the cage. Yeah, I'm down. I'm, I think it'd be so. You're gonna be in his arena now. Yeah, yeah, and he seems he seems to be about it. I think since I beat his ass on Saturday, <laughs> right? he wants that. He wants that get back. Are he you gonna have Logan back. give you some tips? Like you know, since that's his. Uh, his world right there. Yeah, like he he's a great Logan's a great wrestler, so I'm sure he'll help me prepare in terms of uh in terms of wrestling. We got Johnny here. He's an NCAA all American wrestler. Hey so Johnny. We're gonna start to we're gonna start to wrestle. Don't fuck him up, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta fight, Johnny. Chill out. Yeah, Johnny. So yeah, we're Who's who's the poor sparer that you have that you gotta like knock him out? Cause my who, I, I can imagine who you had, Mike. Who was the sparer that you would knock out? By this is interesting, right? <laughs> Sparring partners interesting. In the ring, I have kick my ass every day. My sparring partner. So what? I said, I said, wow, this guy's gonna be a great fighter one day. I better put him under my undercard. And one day, <laughs> oh, no wonder you're sparring. So this is what happens. I realize happens. Guys that kick your ass every day in the gym, as soon as they get in a fight, fucking lights, yeah. popcorn, fucks them up. No, they Don't freeze. <laughs> I said, motherfucker, why didn't you fight nah. like you fight me in the gym? <laughs> fight him like you fight me in the gym. <laughs> they froze? <laughs> no. The guy's a bum. <laughs> the guy's killing him. The guy's a bum and he's beating the shit out of my sparring partner. Is your sparrow a bum too? I mean, no, no, no. I'm fighting. No, but that's how it is, man. It's 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 two different sports. Mm. Boxing in the gym with big gloves and headgear yeah. is easy compared to going under the lights, getting hit with the small gloves. Mm. Your whole family's there. There's oh. people cheering against you. The lead up, the nerves, the anticipation. It's a completely different sport than the sparring, and it's so like that's why. And shit, like. <laughs> that's why you need to take. It's hard to take all the things you can do perfectly in sparring into the ring because it's just so overwhelming. But my job, listen, this is my. Um, when I hire sparring partners, if you don't kick my ass, you're fired. Really? Yeah. You don't give me no hard work. Don't you? If you go in there, and you ain't trying to kill. Hundred thirty percent. If you're yeah. not trying to kill me, you got to go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The sparring's got to be harder than the fight, and that yeah. that was that was the, the case. fights become easy. That was the case for me with this camp. Is I was sparring. What? I was sparring like number one ranked IBF contender Vlad Shishkin. I was sparring Chad Dawson, uh, three time world champion, and man, we're just going at it, going at it, and oh, I get into the fight, and I'm like, 
this is easy. <laughs> this is literally easy compared That's to these cool. guys. The harder you train, the easier the fight is. Yep. Yep. The fight's won and before. The fight's won before. You got beef with Drake? He lost 250000 betting on you. <laughs> no, no, man. I, 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 <laughs> no, I, I love Drake. He bet on Nate Diaz. Yeah, but he, he's bet on. You <laughs> fucked he, up. <laughs> he bet on me against Tommy. Lost. Yeah. <laughs> then bet against me. Lost. lost. He needs he need to stop betting. You got to figure it out. But no, nah, man. I, when I saw that, I was like, I oh, respect. Yeah, no, he's right. Like, you can't. Bet against a Diaz brother, like growing up, like you respect to that, like you know he's not gonna he's not gonna switch up. But him, him and I are cool, and I'm sure on the next one he's gonna put the money back on me. I'm back, I ain't really leave, but I'm back. Damn, so he double timed in the hole. He lost twice. He lost twice. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. You know, you know what? What he bet two fifty. That's like buying a candy bar to him. <laughs> and that trip That's like going to the store Buying a candy bar <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Drake is a big gambler man So I, I guess that was a Her love was in the air though uh, During your fight McGregor was like Kicking it with Saweetie Like uh, what's up with that Man <laughs> That guy is lost Honestly like I don't even I don't even know if, Like I don't even feel like I feel weird talking about it because it's like comes across as like shit talk. But at this point, it to me it's not even really shit talk. Like I almost feel bad for the guy. He's like clearly coked out and like drunk and lost. Like he's going yeah. off going yeah. off on me on Twitter with the, all these like crazy exchanges, like saying crazy shit and then deleting the tweets like 10 12 minutes later like realizing probably that what he said was crazy and just like w- like what is he doing if you if you're fighting and winning you can go around and talk all this shit and say whatever you want but when you're in that place and you're cheating on your wife and you're <laughs> oh, just shit. all wow, over the more place police shit it's like no but it's like it's like at some point you just oh, look shit. you just look like an idiot <laughs> like actually i didn't know he was married he's married <laughs> with kids, would that would he be a? And that's what I'm saying. He's like he's like hitting yeah. on Saweetie. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the dude's lost, and like, I, I, and again, this isn't even talking shit. This is why I don't even want to like talk about. I mean, it's out like, there. Yo, it's like, out there. Yeah, it's out. Everyone what, sees it. What did he say to Saweetie? I call her Sweetie. I can't get that. Oh, like, so, so, I can't sweetie. get the sun. It's Sweetie. I didn't go. Wheaties, some Wheaties, Wheaties. The breakfast of champions. <laughs> Sweetie, the Wheaties of champions. She's the breakfast of champions. McGregor. <laughs> you you stated you wanted McGregor. Like you think that would ever happen in the future? Yeah. No. I mean, I think it can happen. The problem is, is that his boss is Dana White. He has to get Dana's approval to do everything. So he can't do whatever he wants. So he acts like this big bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Macaronski Pepe <laughs> Yeah so he He can't do whatever fight he wants So mm. he has to get his dad's permission um, but His I'm, dad's permission I'm down <laughs> I'm down for the fight I'm always down I'll, I'll take on any of these guys And I said I'd fight him in MMA too And I'm, I'm down with that as well um, but he just doesn't seem like he's in the headspace to fight. He's been off of the USADA list, clearly on all sorts of shit. 
I'm looking at your sneakers. You ever think about getting a, a line? I thought about doing my own boxing yeah, shoe. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, this company wanted to do something, actually. This exact company. I don't know. I don't know. Cool. Clothing's a tough business. Not if you're the right guy to promote your clothing line. You might be right. Everything's, up with your everything's tough for the average guy. You're not the average guy. I've just been in clothing for so long. Like I've, that's where I first like started was selling merchandise, and you just like a fucking hustle. Why don't you just do a collab with Mike? Let's do do it. This shit is big. We get boxing gloves, all that shit. Hanging out, let's go. South of France, talking shit. (laughs) South of France, yeah, that's a good scenario right there. Uh, Puerto Rico is pretty cool. It depends on where you go, because um. What's that one point say? You got to be careful where you go. Some of them places could be tricky. Yeah, I love it. I love Puerto Rico. For me, it's amazing to like just be there and focus and focus on boxing. And there's no distractions down there. Very peaceful, very calm. My brother's down there. So, mm. yeah. It's, you, you, you do all that yoga stuff, all that meditation. Like, yeah. You do all that <laughs> stuff. Like, uh, you have a yeah. quiet room there where you shit. I'm going to talk. Yeah, I sit in the backyard and meditate. Really? Yeah. I think I think in terms of, like, boxing and, like, mentally preparing yourself for war and, like, the pressure of the fight and all the business stuff and just the, all the chaos that goes on on a day-to-day basis, I think you could, like, lose your mind if you're not meditating, like, the daily anxiety and such. Just making sure the mind writes the most important thing. I'm meditating and, like, in the morning, before I even start my day, before I get up and get on my phone, I meditate, and then at night, 10, 15 minutes as well. Are you addicted to the ice baths? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Three shit. times a day. I don't know how y'all do that shit, man. Excuse me? Like, you stay in an ice bath for, like, it's good. a minute. Yeah, it start getting hot, and you start burning, you get um, cold freeze. Yeah, the, the ice bath is game-changer. It's the best, though. You have to do it. Game changer. You have to do it. It's te- it tests your courage, too. Mm. Yeah, it's like a daily mental battle. And it's like doing something every single day that you don't want to do. Like even, even as much as I do it, I'm still like, uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. But it helps with anxiety and just energy and just one of my favorite things. You ever do sure. hyperbaric chamber? Yeah. yeah, that's the best. Lots of hyperbaric. Lots of ice baths, red light therapy, just everything for recovery. You know, Mike is training people now. Would you? I mean, that'll be it'll be training. Hey, hey listen, the one night stand with, with Francis. Okay, yeah. don't don't be selling me out. To <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me, man. Are you helping? Are you helping Francis yeah. train? Yeah, he's doing okay too. Let's go. I love that. I love that. Is there a Mike Tyson fight that you remember, like growing up? I want to know what. I mean, he's a boxer. Shit. I think um, (laughs) when you became the youngest heavyweight world champion, you weren't born. Were you born? No, but I've seen the 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 replays. (laughs) I think think it was the year I was born. I think it it was. No. Well, you're a nineties baby. Nineties, yeah. Yeah, I was eighty six. When I won the when I won the title, it was nineteen eighty six. I was twenty, and um, shit, it happened so fast. I forgot everything. <laughs> it happened so fast. Before you know it, you're gonna be an old man. It happened so quick. You don't even expect it. The time flies right by. 
You know, I used I want to know, what are the particles that we don't see that makes us old? You know, because it has a lot to do with the, um, the atmosphere mm. and everything, too, with the age process. That's like come in some countries. Some people live longer than others, like Japanese people. Well, they got the diet. They got the, the way of living, cultural. Yeah. yeah. There's always, like, some cultural yeah. way of living so longer. Least, um, listen. You never saw, very rarely you saw an obese old person, right? Have you ever saw somebody 65 that... <laughs> I don't think I remembered anybody looking like that. that. That's the truth. Yeah. Um, you don't see too many healthy, um, overweight people. Why do people shrink when they get old? You know why? Because we lose our mass. As we get older, we lose our mass. That's why muscle, that keeps us alive. Our muscles keep us alive. We're fungus. We like the animals. We just break down. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Jake, when you're like 70, 80, what you going to look like? Mostly alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first and foremost. I don't know. Just being like a dope grandpa somewhere, just fucking drinking whiskey on a porch, just mm. chilling, kick, kick back on a ranch somewhere. I see that too, me and my grandkids, and I'm telling my kids I love their kids more than I love them. <laughs> 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 That's just what it is. I love why you never did it. I love them more than I love you. <laughs> it's probably more fun. Like, there's less I'm responsibility. What, yeah. Yeah. I want to be with them, hang out with them, talk shit, mm. <laughs> buying them stuff. Like, I didn't buy them father. <laughs> Spoil them. I think that's what grandpas and grandmas mm. be good for. It's just being the fun one. When the parents just get too serious. Mm. That's my grandpa was the one who, like, really let me, like, have fun. He, like, built me these cars and these, like, electric things to drive around on. And I got to go in his Corvette, and we went fast. That was the first time I ever went fast. We would build these toy cars together. So I think that's what the grandparents are Tell me about your family still around, your mother and father still around. Yep, mom and dad. Thriving. My mom just turned 60. Mm-hmm. Crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. You know, 60 is not what 60 was 30 yeah. years ago. Yeah. 60 is very young now. It's crazy. She can do cartwheels, handstands, jumping around, playing tennis. Like, she's a superwoman. It's crazy. It's. It, I'm excited because that means, like, part of her genes are in me. So I'm going to be young and hopping yeah. when I'm old. The old troll. Maybe tro- trolling people even when he's 60. Probably. Probably. The older troller. <laughs> older troller. The older troller. Does your, does your mom go through anxiety watching you fight? Like yes. Screaming and going crazy? Or some people got different experiences with their moms. Yeah, she's like. Does she think Nate was going to kick your ass? <laughs> no, no, no. No, but they're always nervous, you know, like. Just the the build up and all the shit talk. She doesn't she doesn't love all of that, but she knows this is what I love to do, and she knows how hard I work and how prepared I am. So that gives her that safety feeling. But at the end of the day, you're watching the person you love like getting beat get up in the face. <laughs> regardless, you, you keep doing this. We we'll be hearing about you sixty years from now. Man, I know there'd be more YouTubers fighting by then. Yeah, you'd be the first. Well, a lot of them. A lot of them don't take it super seriously. That's the problem. But well, now that you do, some yeah. will. Some will. They need to step it up. 
You need to tell them that. You need oh, yeah. to tell them and say right now. Hey, influencer boxing, take it more seriously, for you know real. For real, like really lock in like three-month camps, two-a-days every day. Get yourself a serious team. Don't just go in there and pity-putt around. If you're going to do it, do it right, honestly. That's Otherwise, right. you're going to get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to get fucked up. It's the hurt business, motherfucker. Yep. Isn't it crazy? Like, a hundred years from now, your name will be yeah. known. Yeah. Jake Paul. Like, what no, the fuck? It'd be, it'd be another YouTuber fighting for the title. <laughs> and then it, it first started with Jake Paul. The first. The first super influencer on the scene. It was Jake Paul. <laughs> All these men have to give us congratulations <laughs> to Mr. Paul to make this possible. Isn't that crazy, man? Like, you, you bypassed the whole YouTube shit, like, to beat all those guys up, to get out of that, to be in the professional world. Sell, like, more, sell yeah. more tickets than any fighter in the business It's now. crazy. It is. It is crazy. It's really crazy. It, it seems like a dream, right? It's surreal. It must be feel like a dream. My life feels like a fucking dream. <laughs> I know you tripping. Damn, yeah. I fucking just started boxing. Everybody hates me. These people love me. But I'm wealthy. I'm rich. <laughs> How does this happen? Yeah, like, what's going on? Fuck, yeah, what's going on? How did we get here? It, it is. It's like a video game or something. Is there on any other boxers like Mike that fuck with you? Like, Legends? Yeah, I think there's a lot of people behind the scenes, you know. Um, that hit you. Oscar De La Hoya is always, you know, we're always messaging back and forth. Um, Manny Pacquiao shows love. Holyfield. Um, lots of people, man. Anthony Joshua, Earl Spence, Shkor Stevenson, Devin Haney, even Tyson Fury shows love. Like, oh. all of these people. Um, cool. David Benavidez. Even Canelo's showing respect now. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. That's why, but that's why I said thank you to this guy. Because he was the first one that was like, this is something that everyone should be paying attention to. And he was co-signing me before everyone. So mm. that means the world to me. No, but it's true. If it wasn't true, I wouldn't have said it. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but some, pe- I, some people are afraid of the truth. <laughs> Most Ooh, people are afraid of the truth. That's why they say the truth will set you free. Yep. It's going to make you miserable first. Yeah. <laughs> make you miserable, but it'll set you free. Facts. Is there any major boxer you'd want? Like a, like a, real, a lot of fans are like, what real boxer would he want? Like, like a, a super professional. Yeah, I said I said two years ago. I, well, like the Floyd fight in, always has interested me. Um, I don't think he wants that smoke. Um, but I've said two years ago, Canelo. Oh, and wow. everyone was like, "Oh, you're a fucking idiot." Oh, like he's, he would kill you. He would kill you. And what I always said was, "Yeah, but like, what about in four years?" And so that's two years from now. Mm. I just went 10 rounds. He fights 12 rounds. In two years, if you don't think I can go 12 rounds with the best of the best, it's then, all psychological. You're, then you're shitting yourself. So I, I, that's that's who I want. And I'm bigger than him, so that gives me an advantage. That makes it more of an even fight because of the weight difference. So that's why I think it becomes super interesting. Can he fight a 185-pound kid who can punch like crazy? I know he can. But I want to do it on a big stage because I believe I can win. Wow. Everything you do is on a big scale. What do you mean I want to do it on a big scale? Do you know small scale? No. Okay. <laughs> big scale. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. You know, looking outside in, everybody looks at you like you look like you're happy all the time. What was your lows? Like, where was it at? Was it in Ohio? Was it, like, before you popped off or? Oh, man. It's all, all the time there's lows. I think the world we live in, it just everyone only puts their highs out there, like emphasizes their highs. It's what we're trained to do on social media is look when I'm having fun. Look, you know, look at how good my life is. But you're never showing the moments where you're doubting yourself, where in this past camp I'm so just like the pressure is so much to do a 10-round fight, and I don't know if I could do it. I'm coming off of a loss, and my coaches are pushing me 22 rounds, and I just sit on the side of the ring like – crying like teary-eyed like just just defeated by the sport of boxing like not having a good day in the gym like not knowing if i can even do this and and it's cool that you you know it's you got to have those lows because you got to have those bad days because that's what makes the good days you know greater and your team can uplift you and push you through those moments and i deal with a lot of like anxiety all the time and just always thinking about things and boxing is what pulled me out of my my lows and my lowest point which was in los angeles being 21 years old drinking and partying all the time surrounded by the wrong people chasing this like weird lifestyle for whatever reason to fill this like void of validation and just not being in tune with myself losing myself you know going down this wrong path, no routine, no discipline, not giving a fuck about anything, no consequences in life. And that would have just led me to like jail or dead. And that's why when boxing entered my life, I like sobered up, started training all the day, got healthy, got my mind right, started doing ice baths, started focusing. And I gave me purpose again, like pulled me out of that place. I was like this just sad sad lonely person in los angeles like by myself surrounded by a lot of people but by myself and just alone and that was just like dark and scary and just mm. yeah especially when you're a kid throwing millions of dollars throwing the media throwing the press throwing the people who want to leech off of you and profit off of you and steal from you and take advantage of you and yeah i just had to like figure it out for myself but it but i'm glad i went through that because and at the time i didn't know why i was going through that shit and it was seemed scary and it seemed dark and i didn't know what it was all for um but it made me so much stronger so much stronger so much more wise and gave me so much more experience but it wasn't easy to come out to the other side of that all if it was easy, everyone would do it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So tell That's us. It. You um you like that lady over there? Yes. <laughs> tell us about this. Yes, this is uh, <laughs> Okay. I, lo- I love her. I love her so much. She's she's the best, the sweetest soul in the world. Wow. The happiest person, the most beautiful. And I'm gonna marry her. Well, that's, is that your ring right there? Crying right now. No, no, not yet. No ring yet. But what about the promise ring and shit? I don't. <laughs> then we have a promise ring, baby. Oh yeah, I gave her a ring that's like hugging her. Wow. Yeah, I tried. Though. I love it, man. But I gave her a ring that's like hugging hands, 
because it's like a long distance relationship. She lives in the Netherlands. She's a five time world champion speed skater. Wow. The best in the world. So Lindsay Vaughn. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, you do the, the axles and all that stuff? The four. Oh, okay, my bad. Racing, racing. Yeah. yeah. Racing. She and goes they, like 40 miles per hour. You ever tried skating with her? I tried. It's a trip. It didn't work it out, huh? It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> TysonPro.com. Yeah. That's where, they, that's, where, that's where they come from. TysonPro.com. And then we got to look and check the gloves TysonPro.com. You got to yeah, get man. this. Your head too big, man. You got to loosen up. Yeah, it's too. So I'm little, it you know, I got a big head. It goes with the watch. It actually goes exactly with the watch. Should go with the rest of the. The fit. Netherlands have the biggest flower production in the world. It's all the flowers in the world come from there. So I called them up and I wanted them to give me my flowers. <laughs> <laughs> right, baby. Yeah, I called them up. Wanted them to give me my flowers. No, when I got there, it's just all these like fields of flowers. In the yeah. Netherlands. Yeah. See, see, they all, they produce all the flowers in the world, the most flowers in the world. These are fire. This is nice. Thank you, man. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. Hit the bag. Fourteen with it, ounce. Couple bag gloves. Yeah. Got the tattoo on there. Let's go, man. Thank you. Balling. Okay. Tysonpro.com. Tis ice and prizzo for the street people. <laughs> okay, listen. You gotta talk to these people. That um, hundred sixty. I don't know, but I'm sure we don't have as many views as you. But talk to those viewers and tell them when they go. Tell them when they go to see you again, and tell them what you're doing, what you're selling. Just give them your life story. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be back fighting soon, dropping a song. Just happy to be here, man. Just going to keep on training, living my life, and uh, growing better. We just, my sports gaming company just dropped our fantasy app. So we have the best fantasy product available. Um, it's in 24 states. People can play in all the biggest states. We have 100 times multipliers, no pushes. Mm. So really excited about that to be the best fantasy sports app. So better picks. We have a Mariah Carey singing when they come in. <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> the fantasy world. Coming to fantasy. Fantasy. <laughs> Your Netflix specials out there too, right? Yes, yeah, Netflix. Uh, if you want to know everything about you, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good little piece. Mike's in it a lot. Yeah, so thank you very much. I like to show my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's a good look. Yeah, man, just living life. And, How did uh, you get in the Netherlands? How did that happen? Well, when she's that, <laughs> when you're that beautiful, I, you got to go. Oh, there's so many beautiful girls in the Netherlands. How did you get this one? Um, DMs. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, you DMing social girl, media. Man. Just her. Oh, okay. You saw that picture and said, I'm DMing that, right? Mm -hmm. She stood out. Yeah, I asked her to be on my show. Oh, he lured you in. Yeah. He messaged your vanity. He attacked your vanity. He knew you'd give in to that. Yo. Yeah, she ignored me. Whoa. At he, first. Yeah. <laughs> At first. 
Yeah, you gotta you gotta fight for your right to party. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I kept on. I was consistent. If it's easy, it isn't for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 good. But she, I definitely was playing again. I was like, yeah, come on the show. Oh. What did you say to her on the show? What? The? Hey, oh, so yeah. did, did he um, propose to you on the show? No, not yet. Come on, man. Come on. Our four month anniversary is in like four days, though. It was. You got the best man ago, right here. You got the best man. Ago, yeah. The four years. <laughs> four years ago, the eight years. The eight years. Next thing you know, you've been married for 40 years. Tyson could be the best man, you know. We need I'll a DJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. DJ. Yeah. I'll be like, tuck, 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 tuck. we'll do it in St. Mark's. Oh, oh that's <laughs> you have so many visitors. People, you have some, they have bombard parties in St. Bart's. Mm. They're not paying shit. <laughs> yeah. <what a> place. <laughs> He's thinking about it. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> You gotta go to St. Boss to relax, man. Chill out, stress. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's Have you been to there PJ? Before? Have you been there before? I've never been to St. Bart's. But 50 of them never took you there? Nah, I don't know. No, I've been everywhere else, but I never nah, been to St. Nah, too many Bart's. black motherfuckers yeah. go there. I want to say Martin. It's like me, Russell, who else is there? Hey, there's a couple of us there. <laughs> there are nine. Out of the whole scenario of a couple of hundreds, there's nine of us. There are nine rich motherfuckers. And there's some black motherfuckers that our friends take us. They have a lot of money, so they hang out with us. They want to spend money. I know Magic Johnson goes there a lot. I haven't seen him. Okay. I'm sure he's been hanging out there before me. Oh, that's crazy. They always, they always discover things before me. I'm normally laughing and discovering good shit. So what am I going to see you rolling loud, man? Like, come out to your record, Ooh, man. Ooh, rolling loud. Come out. Come out to rolling loud. Rolling loud. Man. You got to be careful. You might get killed there or something. No, rolling loud is the only safe one, right? Yeah, it's safe. It's the only safe one. Everything else is death. Go anywhere else, you're going to die. Rolling, yeah, rolling loud is safe. I know those people that are safe. But that other shit, nigga. Would that be a cool thing? Like, you come out in front of 50,000, you perform, like, a record with somebody, or you you, you got your own single, or would that be, be some? Uh, you have more haters, though. I'd be uh, down. More black people like them than white people. They're not hating on them. They don't hate them than white motherfuckers. You get that a lot? You're like the, the, the Bieber effect? Like, all the black people love you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Mike's just... Anybody tells me, anybody, he ain't shit kicking ass, my yeah. little white motherfucker. Ain't a white guy came to me says. and said, he's great, he's good. <laughs> whatever Mike says. You know, you meet a lot of like cool guys like you, but you, you've never been the one that kind of like wants to be something else. Like, you know, like want to be like, you know, you got the money. And, he's who he want to be yeah, now. I like, the, I yeah. like the fact that you, you don't give a fuck and you're you. Well, sometimes you're you gotta extra. care. You gotta care sometimes because sometimes some people got a bigger fuck you, not give a fuck hand. So you gotta be cool sometimes. You gotta pick your fights. See what I'm saying? Pick your fights. Yeah, I think it's just me having fun. Yeah. And then once you're having fun and doing exactly like what you want to do, then that's what people will be like drawn to. Yeah, and for, for some reason, authenticity. Yeah, but some reason having fun makes people angry too. 
Mm. You know, so I'm like, hey, what the fuck he's having fun for? I can't pay my fucking bill. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck he's having fun for? I can't carry my weight in my relationship. The fuck he can't. Uh, you hate that, right? You hate the narratives from social media, the way they just like. Pret- yeah, but it's portray- like, okay, I'm having fun now because I didn't have fun for a decade. I sacrificed mm. my childhood. Wow. And just dropped out and worked for 14 hours every single day maniacally. To the point where now it's fun. What do you know about first. not having a job? I always had a job. <laughs> exactly. What do you know about not having one? Oh, no, I don't know that. <laughs> I worked at like, yeah, I don't know, Burger King. Check about, he had everything. Look at this black I worked at Burger King. King. I don't know. I was, I was stealing the register. I was robbing the money from the register. Like. You were stealing? Yeah. Okay. $100 a day. See, he's not a criminal. He's still not. He's like, <laughs> it's too late now. I mean, shit. I don't want to get locked up. He's like that non threatening black man, but very intelligent, though. I mean, you know, I try, man. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you tell these people about your life? What you want to do? Oh, yeah. Look, I, I just. Man, I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> tell them how to get in touch with you again. Um, you you guys can call me at. Uh, my phone number is not. <laughs> <laughs> they already have your phone number. Yeah, they you probably they they already do. have your phone they number. They fucking do, bro. Trust I get these me. text messages. Yeah. Hey, Jake. Who's a fucking <laughs> I got your number from the da 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 da. Oh. I'm like, I don't respond. Fuck. Now they're gonna keep on going. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all about blacking. Block. My wife told me how to block them out. <laughs> really? Block their numbers and stuff. They gotta call me from another number, and when they call me from that number, you I block, block it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. Get I canceled them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so easy to get your number, even if it's not unli- it's not if it's not listed. It's so easy. That's the easiest thing in the world. Technology is too easy now. Ask ask um with artificial intelligence. What's Mike Tyson's number? And they should be like, yeah. and they can call you with a fake voice. Yeah, I hate that. That's shit. That's what's crazy. Is they could like mimic your mom's voice and call you. Trippy. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't know what other names are out there. Like, it's the one out there, fuck it. Yeah, just like Hoff huh? Crawford. Come on, Crawford. <laughs> Terrence Crawford. Oh shit. Jake Paul and Terrence Crawford. Jakey and Terrence. <laughs> You're gonna promote it, hundred percent, hundred percent. Man, the, the the Omaha the the Omaha octopus against the Cleveland um, um, clinic. Cavalier, the Cleveland clinic. Terrence, he lives in Omaha, Nebraska. I, I had no idea. Well, I only knew one black person that lived there. Courtney Kellogg's. And I heard Kellogg's is in Nebraska. Oh, yeah, you talked? The company is in Nebraska. So he must have been like one of the slave people back in the day. So that was like a coincidence or that was like? No, he's, he used to be a fighter in the amateurs. But the fact that um, the people that invented Kellogg's Cereal. from there mm-hmm. and his name is there and these are white people and he's a black person with their name. Slavery. Slavery intervention. Oh. So you learned something new today, Jake. Yeah. 
<laughs> Jake is like, what? I learned a lot. When you thing. eat your cereal, man, you gotta look at the cereal like, damn, man. They enslaved niggas. My black people. My friends are niggas. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I'm sorry. The I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I am so, so sorry. Oh, my God, man. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, help me, please. Well, one thing we got is the rematch, the, the rematch will probably be either Nate or uh, Tommy. I think you should come up. When you come up, you should be fucking rapping, spitting. Oh, you rap, come up. Nate is fake. It's just, <laughs> I'm going to go on a date after I kick him down. <laughs> hey, what, motherfucker? <laughs> Come out to a, my own rap song. Yeah, don't have to walk in. You do your own shit. Big as you are, you do your own rap. Now you got to pay Lil Dirk shit. <laughs> Fucking up the money game. Lil Dirk got your shit. He's not cheap and shit. Or come out to that T.I. He loves that T.I. song. How's that shit again? T.I. Um, Hefe. Hefe, yeah. Come out to Hefe for my... Hefe. That's like that motherfucking bad song. Hefe, mommy, I can lend it. This has been another great episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Mike Tyson. I'm who I'm Jake Paul. And that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Paul name worth a billion. A bean that go like a cinnamon. Leave it, put it, see the vision there. I'm eating brown man, witnessing. Kel's got them all listening. I've been feeling like a Johnny Depp on the flying fox in the Caribbean. I used to go with that little bit of fake me. It's scary, keeping it. <laughs>